What's up, Jets fans? Welcome back to yet another edition of the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Connor Sheeran. Connor, the Jets are going to win this week. Do you really think so? Yeah, it's a pattern. I'm looking at the schedule. Yeah. And um, they they lost three games, and then they won, and then they lost two games, and then they won, and then they lost three games, and then they won, and then they've lost three games straight. So the only thing you can see, like the only direction they can go at this point if they're going to continue this pattern is a w against the jaguars true true. get the four get the four wins and then you you lose the next two they get the the doors blown off the next the last two weeks of the season yeah unless you know tom brady's like i'll let the jets win one you know they (laughs) they haven't they haven't beaten me in a while um we should be very thankful that uh that loss that that the Bucks shutout loss to the Saints didn't happen like next week. Yeah, no, no, no. He would no, come you're in right. and be like, "I'm winning this game by 65 points." <laughs> like, oh, you're right. You're yeah. you're 100 right. Um, that's very good news. Um, all right. So the Jets lost. Um, Zach Wilson played well in the first half, and he played not so. Or was I? No, let, me, put, let me let me let me remember. I can't remember if he played well in the first half or bad in the second half or bad in the first, second half and. He played well in the first half, and then like it. Yeah. Everything, everything tapered off in the second half. Not just that, him. Yep. But. Sorry. You know, some it, it's hard because you yeah. know there are games where like he'll just be good in the first. Like it, 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 he hasn't put a complete game together yet, so I get confused. The whole know? team hasn't. So you know. No, you're right. That. No, they they have. Um, they kind of have against Cincinnati. Kind of. They had some yeah. defensive plays and stuff. Even though they'll have Tennessee, a lot of points. Kind of. Yeah. No, they really haven't put together a complete game. You're right. No, um, no. God, I, I mean, where to start? Well, Duke Johnson. <laughs> oh, boy. Duke Johnson, a receiving back, looked like Jerome Bettis out there. They made him look really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, I want to talk about this game. Are we past the point of, like, breaking down, like – they're three and eleven, man. Like I, at this point, like everything's just bad. You know, we 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 have we have two weeks, three weeks now to just kind of see what Zach Wilson can do. Right. And I'm not really counting anything that he does this week because it's the fucking Jaguars. Like, I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean yes, but it's like these are the games you almost want to count because you know nothing's gonna happen against Tampa Bay. You know nothing's gonna happen against Buffalo. Happen. So Buffalo. it's like yeah. this is kind of like the last week if you really have a chance to see him like do something really impressive. Like maybe uh, he plays well, maybe he plays well, build some confidence and that, and then he like actually plays half decent against the bucks exactly. who still need to win. Um, exactly. they, like, you know, they, and they, they just lost a bunch of players and every player's like every team's going to be down guys the rest of the season. Cause right. of COVID and everything. Um, Jets just lost a couple more guys today. So who'd they lose today? <laughs> they lost Ryan Griffin to IR. Um, they lost. Uh, well, I saw they got Mike White back. They got Mike White back. They lost MC two to COVID. They lost. Um, and they lose uh, they JFM. Lost eight, they lost uh, JFM. Then they lost Barry Tucker to COVID. To COVID today. So. They're oh, COVID. okay. <laughs> COVID has a like a inherent ability. This Omicron variant, amongst being like you know incredibly contagious, has like mutated to have a special ability to target the Jets' best players. So there aren't many, but COVID's gonna take them out. Oh, not just the Jets' best players, my best fantasy players. Yep. Um, 
you know, Kelsey's out, and then obviously Godwin tears his ACL, and so yep. I'm I'm like, I'm so, really, uh, as far I'm as like, the Jets COVID guys go, we're not sh- not sure about. I mean, we're not going to get into it, but vaccination statuses, who is potentially cleared, and all that sort of stuff. But they tested positive yesterday and today, I guess, based on reporting. Uh, and uh, according to the Jets beat writers, Salah didn't mention like any of these guys Sunday, so they couldn't have tested positive Sunday. Right. Um, well, it's so, and it's, a, it's like they test; they only test once a week now, right? And so. They only they test if they're, if they're on, symptomatic in some some way. Only tests if they're symptomatic. I believe that's it. If they're unvaccinated, they test every day. Still, if they're okay. vaccinated, then they test if they're symptomatic. Who makes that determination? Another good question. They, hey, the guy, it's depends on how many tissues you take, and they count the tissues that you take. Or they they if, they, if you, they if get you the uh, five tissues. Yeah. <laughs> they get the locker room attendants on the line and be like, I saw Elijah Barrett Tucker cough when he was walking towards the shower. Better get him tested. <laughs> like, yeah, they got to remember that snitches get stitches, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, if Barrett, if Barrett Tucker can't play on uh, Sunday, that means the Molt man himself will finally get his spot, his, his time on the field, and Dan Feeney will start taking some snaps. <laughs> How about Which, the 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 the, uh, the Dolphins winning six straight games? They're, 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 I mean, they were one in six. Can you imagine know. like the Jets started like that kind of, and then they, they can you imagine if the Jets just rung off six straight wins? How much fun we'd be having right now? Oh my God! Even if some of the, like the wins were like on Sunday against like, I mean that was a close game pretty much the entire time. I mean it was tied up until with less than um, eight minutes to go in the game. So it was close up until the end. There'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of ones that they'd sweat out. But I mean, the Dolphins are a decent enough team that I can see them sneaking in on a wild card. But I mean, they're gonna get bounced pretty quickly if they do. They um, they have some like interesting losses. They lost to the Jaguars, which is crazy. Yeah, that is wild. They lost by two to the Falcons, and they lost by three to the Raiders. They have that win against the Patriots in the beginning of the season. Right. Right. And right. then they have the Pats at the end of the season, which would probably be like a play-in game for them um, if they keep on winning. They have the, at the Saints and on Monday Night Football. And then, oh, that's going to be a fun game. And then mm-hmm. add the, the Titans um, and then at the Patriots. I know this isn't a Dolphins podcast, but this team is <laughs> definitely better than 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, Although, like, they've only beaten two good teams since the Ravens. Yeah. And um, and the Patriots and the Patriots is week one, like Mac Jones's first ever start. So, uh, all right, enough about. Sorry, I was just a little sidebar. Um, I was just looking but, at this. But to answer your question, it would be a lot of fun if the Jets had won six, had won six straight. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. We're we're talking fantasy land at this point. I mean, yeah, honestly, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I would like, I would like to talk about looking ahead, if if you would like to, if you want to continue with the dolphins and this game or, or looking ahead at the, at the, the next game, I'm think I'm like, my mind's already on the off season at this point. I mean, my mind's been on the off season pretty much since, you know, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. I think we're an active talk of people wanting to lose. I think I can't imagine myself going out there being happy with a loss on Sunday. 
how they shouldn't lose on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I am honestly, uh, I, I don't. All right, so for I guess we uh, technically uh, should be talking about this Jaguars game because it does matter in terms of draft position. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look up draft NFL. What is it? NFL draft order. 2022 there has to be like on tankathon right yeah yeah uh they'll tell you i think we have the fourth pick right now the giants have the fifth and sixth picks lucky bastards we need (laughs) seattle to lose tonight um who's seattle playing seattle's playing the rams oh okay need them to lose yeah so hold on let me get another tab up with seattle because that pick is important um all right so tankathon right now we need the Eagles to win tonight. That'll help our strength of schedule because it's about, it's about teams that the Jets play, right? So right now our win per, our strength of schedule is 502. Jacksonville is at point uh, is at 508. Detroit's at 534. Houston's is at 496. So we have like the third. We have like the third lowest. Um, the third lowest strength of schedule, I believe, or something, or no, that's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> the third lowest in terms of the teams that are fighting for the first, the first pick. Got it. Right. Right. So, and that, that tie with Detroit is going to be tricky. Like if they end with three wins and we, no, they'll have the advantage because they have a tie. If we both end with three wins, would they That's, technically? Would we, would we technically get the pick over them because they we they have more we have more losses than they do? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and Detroit's like kind of on fire. Yeah, I mean, they, um, I mean, you go and you beat Arizona. It's it's pretty damn good. They've won two straight. Or no, they won two of three. Uh, yeah, yeah. They have the Falcons, the Seahawks. Wow, what a game that'll be for Jets fans, huh? <laughs> Seattle, Detroit. I can't wait for that. Woo! Uh, and then the Packers, who they're not going to beat, but they could definitely beat the Falcons and the Seahawks and get up to four wins, which would be humongous because the Jets, honestly, the max they can get is most likely four wins. Um, so that would be big for the Jets. Then you have, all right, so then you have the Seahawks, their picks, their picks. Um, they have the Rams. They have the Bears. Hopefully now. I don't know. After watching that game last night, man, the Bears, Bears are bad. Bears are a bad team. They are. They are. I tweeted it out. I think last night saying they're basically just the Jets with a better defense. Yeah. Like they got a rookie quarterback who's basically playing at the same level as Zach Wilson and yep. uh, a a worse head coach. I mean Matt. I mean obviously Jerry is still out on Salah, but I mean Matt Nagy not a good coach whatsoever. I mean, he's calling the plays, and let me tell you. That's one. Yeah, that's it. The Jets I mean, play caller is in his fucking bag right Bag, baby. Mike, I mean, watching. Mike no, that, he's at. I, okay, we'll just say this. Jets might lose a lot, but at least the offense has fun out there. Yeah. I yeah, mean, dude, <laughs> that play, it's like I was Which trying one? to follow along. Which one? I know, I know. <laughs> that play, I, I, I was saying to you before we got on, it's like I was trying to follow along. I was on a train back from D.C. on Sunday while the game was on. And for some reason, you can't listen to, like, the radio on your phone. Like, you can't listen to live sports radio on your mobile phone apps. You definitely Usually. can get um, – if you if you just go on the ESPN app, you would have been able to listen on uh, 
on ESPN radio on the I feel ESPN. like I tried that. I don't know, whatever. But so I was following basically the game along on Twitter and just like following tweets and stuff. So the first ones I saw about the play that I'm talking about specifically was um, when he threw it, when Wilson threw it to Barrios, Barrios threw it back to him. And then like the Dolphins got in his face and Wilson kind of like scrambled a little bit and he ended up chucking it downfield to Ryan Griffin. That's not the one I was thinking of. I know which one you were thinking of, but like all the people like tweeting about it were just like, wow, I mean, that, that was crazy. It looks like, you know, as a play, it's like you know, 99 times out of 100 isn't going to work. So it worked, but let's not do it again. And I was like, had to like look it up later and just be like, what the hell are they talking about? I'm like, oh my God, like that, that right. is something I, I, I have to imagine that if you were watching in real time, when you saw Wilson throw the ball down the field, must have been like, that's the kind of play that would give so, me a heart attack. <laughs> so when I was when that, when that play happened, I was I missed most of the first quarter because I had to go pick up sandwiches. I was right. asked with that duty, and I had to wait for like 35, 40 minutes at the sandwich spot. And I start trying to watch on my phone and realize I have no service. This sucks. Get back in the car. Bob was using, swinging his sweet melodies to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I pull into my house and all of a sudden Bob starts losing his mind about this. Play. <laughs> He's back there. He's back there. Oh, he finds Griffin down to the 30, the 40. The, the. Right. Um, and uh, so that was like a mixture of like Seinfeld and anything but Bob was choosing. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, shit. Like, I got to get inside and watch this. And thankfully, the TV that I was streaming the Jets game on was like 40. Like, we're, It's kind of crazy. Like, I'll stream a game on my brother's Xbox. It's like a minute behind. Yeah. I'll stream a game on my fire stick it's five seconds ahead of cable at this point. <laughs> like the streaming has gotten legitimately good to the point where like there's barely a delay yeah i mean i'm on youtube tv so youtube tv is usually like 15 seconds or so behind the live feed so it's like when i'm watching a game i kind of have to watch plays unfold type thing before i'd like look at twitter or something like that because you know the beat writers or people will just have something tweeted already. The only one I, I can say that the exception is DJ because DJ is always like, he's always like recaps the play like 30 seconds right. after it happens or something. So, uh, so yeah, I have to watch that. And um, needless to say, following a game along on Twitter is very stressful and not fun. Like for, for sure. Um, so yeah, I got in and I was able to watch the play and I was like, oh shit, but that's not the play I was thinking of. The play yeah, I was I know, thinking I know of, what you're thinking of. <laughs> was the Crowder, was the Crowder hook and ladder basically. I don't, is, that wasn't even like, was it even a hook and ladder? No, cause it was no. Kind of, I guess maybe. Also I was wondering who does that count for as passing yards? Does that go passing yards for Wilson and yeah, Crowder? Wilson, no, no. Cause Wilson, Crowder threw the ball backwards. He did. Okay. Yeah. I think I got confused cause he, he didn't like throw it backwards. He like overhanded it backwards yeah so it's all wilson it's all wilson. no it's okay. all wilson wilson gets the passing yards got it um but only to crowder and it doesn't count towards barrios right okay that makes separate... sense. barrios is a runner he got rushing yards on that got it got it got it um yeah so mike lafleur is in his his goddamn bag right now he keeps trying he, he runs like four or five yeah. of those plays a game I think. yeah he, he tried it on the you know uh and they're in the red zone i think we all joked that like Keelan Cole not built for those types of plays. Like he underthrew Wilson on that on that trick play by like six yeah. seven yards. <laughs> yeah, no, we we need yeah, Crowder to throw that ball. It. Crowder yeah. can throw the ball. Um, yeah. All right, so what were we just talking about? We were talking about this uh, tankathon and whatnot. So yeah, th- I think this Jaguars game is important um, for a whole number of reasons. You said 
just a couple of minutes ago that you don't want the Jets to lose this game. Correct. I think they need to win. I think and that for tank purposes, yeah, sure, it hurts it. But again, you and I, I feel like have said it a couple times. I'm, I'm just, I'm sick of rooting for losing. I, I just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like I can be apathetic about watching them play and get destroyed by the Bucks, play and get destroyed by the Bills because I know that's coming. But games like, yeah, like games like Sunday when they played Miami, and games like uh, games like this Sunday when they're playing Jacksonville, I can't find myself like being like, yeah, fuck you. Like I don't want, I don't want the Jets to win. I can't do that anymore. Plus, right. Wilson's going up against Trevor Lawrence. See, that's the biggest thing. You gotta go. He's gotta go in there. He's gotta show that you know it's stupid. And I think like they've been people have been talking about it for like the past couple of days that you know they the endless comparison just gets brought out naturally by any like of any QBs getting compared once like against one another if they're drafted in the same class. Like Fields, Lawrence, Wilson—they're all playing at the same level right now. It's on Wilson. And it's on the Jets to go out and show that, you know, maybe he's a little bit higher than Fields and Lawrence right now. This is the first time, I think, that with the exception of – Is this the first time, like, two rookies of, the, have, of the rookies have played each other this season? Wilson and Mack. Wilson and Mack? Yeah. Briefly. I mean, Wilson got knocked out of that game in, like, the first, well, the fir- the first quarter game. or so. The, 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 the whole first game. Oh, yeah. Four picks, right. I forgot about right? that. Um, yeah, the Jaguars and the Bra- and the and the Bears haven't played. Right. Um, Jaguars and I guess Davis Mills. If you're yeah, talking count. about him, he played. That but count. basically, yes, I would like to see them go in there and beat the Jaguars. You're home. You're yeah. You're at home. You're playing the Jaguars. I, yeah. I mean, no, I agree with you. I think yeah, the Jets. Like, this this is a game that you want to see prog- progress from Zach. Correct. Um, you want to see him go out and be the best, the best quarterback on the field, and be like, "All right, like, you know what? This this year hasn't gone according to plan. But when you when you faced off against the guy who was the number one overall pick, the guy that all the fans wanted, that everybody, that all the progress, prog- prognosticators, there we go, were saying, oh, yo, uh, Lawrence should stay another year in college so he voids the Jets. Yeah, yeah, the the, the Jaguars look real good, Greeny. Um, the Jaguars <laughs> look real good. Well, who is the other guy? Jeremy um, Shat. Jeremy Schaap. The, the New York, things like the New York Jets do not deserve Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, because the Jacksonville Jaguars have just been, you know, the epitome of a classy franchise this entire season. I, I honestly, gen, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this as a Jet fan. I genuinely feel bad for the Jaguars fan base for what they've gone through this season. Between Urban Meyer, the team just being terrible, like it's just point A, point A to right now. Right now, it's just been god awful for them. It's, and now I want to go stomp on their souls on Sunday. So <laughs> it's horrific. Um, it's horrific, man. It's absolutely horrible. And I, I don't, I don't feel too. I feel bad. I don't feel awful because we have our own shit, man. Right. We're, 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 this is the Jets we're talking about. <laughs> this is the Jets. This isn't a one-off bad season. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for the lowly Jaguars. <laughs> they made the playoffs more recently than us, man. Like, that is true. That is true. Um, that that's pathetic. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, so I, we're on the same page. Jaguars. Right. This game is a game that you need to win. Um, so say the Jets do win this, they're they are official. They'd be officially out of the running for the first overall pick, which is fine. I, I don't that's think fine. they're the guy the Jets need. Like, like. 
Would I like the Jets to have the first overall pick? Absolutely. They have their pick of the litter of any defensive player they want, and I really, really want either Kayvon Thibodeau or um, what's his name from Michigan? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, right? I want one of those two pass rushers. Uh, I would love to have Derek Stingley Jr. or Kyle – well, probably not a safety. Not Probably not Kyle Hamilton, but he's very – Me neither. He's very different than Jamal Adams, folks. So if we do take Kyle Hamilton, he's a free safety. Right. Jamal Adams is not a free safety. He's a strong safety. He's not even a safety. He's a linebacker. Correct. Um, Correct. So Kyle Hamilton's a guy who like is like. He, he is. Who's a comp I can I can give him. Woodson. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking of like, yeah, it's like, like Charles really dynamic. He's like Charles right Woodson. Uh, Woodson was a better athlete. Um, honey Badger. No, he's bigger, way bigger than the Honey Badger and Honey Badger's a strong safety. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he he's kind of like Brian Dawkins, but not as a, a yeah. hitter. He's like he's like a. Let's see. Is there is there like a, a pro out there? Kyle Hamill. In NFL comp NFL comp. Let's see if there's actual like an actual anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Um. Yeah, vert, 42 inch vert. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is from June 29th. So let me get like a more recent December 11th. Generational talent at safety. Um, 6'4, 220. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I want him. Um, so is there a comp in this article? Take a thought. Fifth best player to enter the draft. Watch my fellow. He's Pro Bowl has, has pro PFF has in third, just behind Aiden Hutchinson and Thibodeau. Um, team like the New York Jets could take Hamilton with their first two. Blah blah blah. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm in on the Kyle Hamilton train. He he's just a fucking freak, man. Yeah. 2019, he's had 138 tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, 15 pass defenses. A, a defensive touchdown and eight interceptions and all this is all in just 31 games. Damn. I saw him make a play earlier this season where he came from one side of the field all the way to the other to have an interception. That was like the most athletic thing I've ever seen a college athlete do. It was, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty impressive. I was out of control. Um, all right. So this is Tommy Jaggy or this article, Tommy Jaggy, you are no help to what I'm looking for right now. Like, who do you who, who do you want the Jets like like you you you're out on safety, even no, though I'm, I'm not, I'm not out right now. I'm not out, but I think I want Thibodeau or I want Aiden Hutchinson. And I realized that you know going out and beating the Jaguars on Sunday would hurt the Jets' chances at getting one of them. Uh, I just can't help but dream of the idea of one of those two lining up opposite of Carl Lawson, and you know tearing up backfields you know we were deprived of watching carl Lawson go out there and do some damage this season uh we can only hope that he's able to bounce back from an achilles injury and still be the player that he was that's uh that's a tall ask for a lot of players um and now get to go into thinking about um not to quick aside because i know chris godwin has been you know the talk of a potential free agency target for the Jets now that he's torn his ACL too. That's another, you know, factor you're bringing in here as far as 
you know, it, I, it's all, as far as like who the Jets should take with these first two picks, I think it also you also got to think about who should the Jets be targeting in free agency. They're going to have some money. Um, are you going to try to like add some uh, some skill players in free agency rather than trying to target them in the draft? Uh, I think we've learned from the past few weeks without having with like no Elijah Moore and no, no Corey Davis that the Jets receivers just aren't cutting it. Um, Denzel Mims stinks. Um, Crowder's probably going to be gone after the season. Keelan Cole. Hold on, can you just say way. that? Can you just say that again? The 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 part the part about how Denzel Mims stinks. Just, just Denzel say Mims that. Stinks. Say that for the people. Just a little bit louder for the people in the back. Denzel Mims is not good whatsoever. He might he might go to another team and flourish. It might be one of those types of things where it's like both sides just need a new place to you know new place to play. That might be the case. It's not going to work out here for the Jets. As much as we all wanted it to early, you know, early of this season, last season, we wanted it. It's not working out here. All right. So uh, we, we're the positions of need the Jets have. Biggest right? positions of need. Wide receiver. Not in any order. Not in any order here. Right. Because I wouldn't say wide receiver is the biggest position in need, but it's definitely I mean, a position yeah, I mean, in need. Uh, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive back. Um, edge rusher. Edge rusher. Linebacker. And linebacker. linebacker. I was honestly with Carl Lawson. If Carl Lawson's coming back and is good to go, um, I would. Their linebackers are just so bad that yeah. like it's hard for me to like say that if a absolute stud linebacker is also there and with like in the first round to take him with the second pick because I don't think there's like one of those stud linebackers that would be there for the first pick. Um, yeah, they need one bad. And um, all right, so I, so let's play a little game. Okay. I'm gonna go through those five positions. I'm going to okay. give you a couple of names from each position, and you tell me if you want to spend money on them, and if you don't, okay. I'll, give you their, I'll give you their market value, what they're currently believed to be getting on the open market on this upcoming season. All right, so first one, Allen Robinson. Yes. His, his market value is $16.5 million oh. over okay. four years. Okay. Four years, 66 mil. That's his market value right now. Right now, he's on, right now he's making seventeen point eight on a on the, on the tag. A tag. That's the eighth highest. That's the eighth richest uh, wide receiver contract. Comparable contracts, um, or comparable players: Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett. Obviously, D Hop's making twenty-seven million, and Keenan's making twenty. So that's a little bit different. <laughs> uh, but you know he's 28. This was the age; those were, they were all 28 when they signed those deals. Right. Are you in or out on Allen Robinson, my boy? I know, I know you, I know you want, I know you wanted him last year too. I mean, everyone wanted him last year, uh, and the Bears obviously tagged him. And yeah, I would say if the Jets are going to go for a free agent, free agent wide receiver this season, it should be, it should be Robinson. Um, Oh, you're, not, you're, you're just, you're not even, you don't even want to hear the rest of the names. I mean, who, some, who are the other ones? There are some big names on this list. Because God, Godwin just, Godwin, Godwin just, just tore his ACL. And that's going to, I mean. His market value, bef- like, I'm assuming that Spotrack hasn't updated this since last night, but it was yeah. 18.3 million pre. Yeah, that's going to, that's going to go he's down. 20, he's 25, so it'll probably be like 15 or 14. Um, and he may even take a franchise tag just so he can, if, if they give it to him, I don't know what their, their, their needs are going to be. 
They, but they may give him a franchise tag just so he can re- recoup the games that he lost. Devontae. Right. All right. Devontae, he's not going anywhere. He's going he's not, where Rodgers goes. Yeah. But I, that, or if Rodgers I mean, just says, fuck you, Green Bay, and retires, then he's, he's absolutely going 26. Nowhere. Yeah, he's going for 26 and a half yeah. million. Um, any Jet fan convincing themselves that Devontae Adams is going to come to the Jets needs to just pump the brakes because that right. ain't happening. Here's one more name. Mike Williams. His market value is 16.3. He is a year younger than Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. I would I would take Robinson over Mike Williams because Mike Williams is like a Corey Davis type player to me where he's like a two. They're both kind of Corey Davis type guys. Similar similar style in terms of how they play the position. Yeah, it's just like a, like Robinson just strikes me as more of a one, like a wide receiver one. Like he's a guy that like okay. When the Jets when the Jets signed Corey Davis, I was kind of like, okay, awesome. Like that's that's really that's a, a good move. But at the same time, I knew that he wasn't, you know, maybe he could become could have become a wide receiver one for the Jets. That didn't really happen this season. Um, also, I mean, far too many Jets fans got on like or calling the Corey Davis signing like a terrible move by JD. The same people that were like all over the signing when it happened. He's making guy, wide receiver two money. Like if they're paying the guy, him twenty the guy, million a year, I'd be pissed, but they're yes, not. The, the guy struggled with the guy struggled with drops earlier in the season. And he had his most drops so far in his career this season. There's not like a real pattern there that Douglas could have seen coming before he made that signing. And then he got hurt. So it's like the all these things t- like tend to factor in. You can't just play Monday morning quarterback and call this a bad bad signing after all this shit goes down, you know? Right. Um, but, I mean, thinking about Allen Robinson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, um, and also, shout out to God. Man, I, I, am, I am, call me the CEO and the president of the Braxton Berrios fan club because I'm all in. I'm all in on uh, Braxton Berrios, I think. You know? Okay. Sign me up, man. I mean, the dude, the dude's like the ultimate like gadget guy. He's th- throwing passes out there. He's running end arounds. He's like no, one of I his like, favorite I, targets. Like, I like Braxton Berrios. I am team Braxton Berrios as well. Correct. All right. Moving on from wide receiver. Also, they need a tight end. Just to throw that in the mix of All right, positions we'll go, they need. We'll go, tight, we'll, we'll go tight end next. Let's see where the tight ends are. Because, honestly, offensive line is not exactly uh, a thrilling uh, one. All right. Zach Ertz. Mm, too old, I think. I wonder if they were going to do something, you know. 31, and there's a lot of old dudes, there are a lot of old tight ends that are going to be available. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Jimmy Graham, older than Zach Ertz. Yeah. Jimmy Graham's what? Like, got to be 33. 35. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. No. No, thank Gronk, you. Gronk ain't going nowhere. Nope. CJ Uzoma. Mm. How old is he? 28.9. So he's about to turn 29. I feel like they need a good, um, they need, a, first of all, they need a tight end that can also block. I mean, yeah. That's why I'm eyeing Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. None of the tight ends the Jets have right now can block. I, mean, I like, I like Mo Alley Cox. I like, um, I like, oh, Gasicki will be a free agent. They'll probably get a nice deal from, uh, from Miami. But also, Gasicki is like a, He's like a fake tight end. He's very nimble. He's, he's, a, not, pass, he's a pass catcher. He's, he's a, a pass, pass catcher, yeah. Um, like Eric Ebron, mm-hmm. um, Gerald Everett, 
Jared Cook, Max Williams, like not a lot of sexy. I mean, there's Evan Ingram and OJ Howard, two guys who people thought were going to be great and they're just kind of busts. Yeah. Uh, David Njoku, somebody that I would love the Jets to get. I would, I would, I would like, I think I agree with you on Mo Ali Cox. Uh, I like the idea of David Njoku as well. Um, He's just big, also. Like, yeah, he's like just a humongous human being. What, what's his What's his measurable? Is he's, um, does it not have how big he is? Just his contract stuff. I guess that makes sense because of what this website is. Um, yeah, no, I would I would like either of them. All right, moving on. Uh, tight end. We just did. We're gonna do offensive line, and then we're gonna do the defense. And then we'll be done because we're running out of time. Um, Brandon Sheriff, guard. Do we need yeah. a guard? Yeah. Yeah. Cam Robinson. I would prefer, I would make, I would like Sheriff to be the primary target. You wouldn't want to, you aren't Tardif again? I mean, they're about the same age. They're about the same age. Maybe, I think. LD, LD, LDT is a year older, but he's also $10 million cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, like Trent Brown's not going anywhere from the Patriots. Nope. Uh, you know, like Ryan Jensen's going to resign in Tampa, probably. Uh, Teron Armstead uh, with New Orleans, he's really good. Um, Trey Turner, guard. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's pretty good. Like, the guys at Jets have, like, there's a bunch of guys I can see here, like Morgan Moses and Dan Feeney and yeah. Alex Lewis, who didn't even play this year because he's in rehab or something along those lines. Um, no interest in any of them. Nate, Nate Solder. <laughs> um, I, wouldn't, so, I wouldn't hate Morgan Moses coming back as, like, a – he's been all okay. You- would you, would you would you be cool with taking an offensive lineman with the Seattle pick, or do you want to go double no. defense? Double. Uh, I think the if they're not going to do double defense, then they then one of them should be a uh, skill position, should be a wide receiver or tight end. All right, so let's go to cornerback now because I don't think the Jets need to go after an edge in the in um, free agency. No, I don't think so either. Uh, like they just paid Carl Lawson, but there's some big names here. Uh, first of all, Gilmore is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. And he is still one of the better players in the league. He's 31 mm-hmm. though, so he'll probably ask for like a three or four year deal. And we know corners don't exactly age well, right? Um, Joe Hayden. I wouldn't. I would, wouldn't hate like yeah. I wouldn't hate like a vet guy like that that you can get on a smaller contract just because just as like a um a, yeah, a veteran presence in the locker room. Considering uh, the starting cornerbacks are Eccles and Bryce Hall, so. Right, like the guy that the the Jets and pretty much every team in the league should be going after is J.C. Jackson. Right. Um, who's going to get twenty million, twenty one million dollars? Um, that's his calculated market value according to Spotrack. I mean, his comps are Jalen Ramsey, Lattimore, Humphrey, Tre'Davious White. Like he's hmm. he's unbelievable. He is one of the best corners in the league, um, if not the best. Like he's just a ball hawk. He's really, really good. So the Jets should absolutely make him a priority. Um, Levi Wallace, he's in Buffalo. He's good. Uh, let's see what his market value. Would you pay him? Uh, yeah, like six million to come in. Like the Jets need help. They, they need to bring in guys to play with Bryce Hall. 
Right. Right. And, I mean, and Eccles. I mean, and Eccles. Eccles, is, Eccles, I wouldn't. Because I mean, he, I mean, he went out and he played well on Sunday. You know, he but, missed he, he missed some tackles, but so did the entire defense. But he had the uh, he had a couple nice pass breakups. He had the intercept. He had the pick six. Um, so Eccles is Eccles is a nice deep draft find by Douglas. They just need a, uh, a more veteran guy in there for sure. I think. Is there a um, all right. So would you rather get a? I, I'm of the the thought process of going after like a linebacker in free agency and going after a corner in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you make a play for J.C. Jackson, maybe even Gilmore. Um, but I think that I mean, there's just a there are a bunch. Let's see if I can sort it by in because the Jets need inside linebacker help right now. The that they pair, are badly man to pair with. Uh, Mosley, but do they want to pay another? Like Gerard Davis is going to be gone. Um, there's no real like. There's Quan Alexander. Um, yeah, like there's not a lot of inside guys that I would personally want to pay. There's a bunch yeah. of outside linebackers, but that's like basically that's, I think the what Jets they run need, a four three. Yeah, what they need in a big way are linebackers that can do <laughs> that can cover fucking pass, man. Like yeah. I I need a guy that can okay, first of all, when will the Jets ever figure out how to cover an inside slant on third and short? Never. The answer never. is never. They never will. And, and the answer it is, is like, never. I, I don't. I don't get it. I mean, that that t- last touchdown by the Dolphins was on an inside slant. They did it, and I feel like everyone knows it's coming. Like I can watch it from my TV over a thousand miles away. What's going to happen on a field in Miami? And I can watch it and just be like, "Yep, this is about. This is exactly it's what what's about to happen. They're going to score this touchdown, and bam, happens." Oh, so they have all right. So real quick, and we're going to end with this. We're going to end with safety because the Jets have an interesting decision they have to make this offseason. Are they going to they going to bring back Marcus May, who is listed as a free safety? Now, interestingly, we were talking about Tyron Matthew before. Yeah, I'm saying he's a strong safety. He's listed as a free safety, so that's interesting. Um, there are a lot of really really good safeties available, um, like legitimately great ones. Uh, Adrian Phillips in New England. Jabril Peppers isn't great, but like he's just like he does a lot of di- of different things. You can play him at linebacker. He can do a lot of stuff. Jesse Bates is really really good in Cincinnati. He's gonna be a free agent. Um, you have Tyron Matthews gonna be a free agent. He'll most likely resign. I would imagine he's gonna stick with Kansas, Kansas City. City. Marcus Williams in New Orleans. He's gonna be a free agent. He's really good. Let's see how much they're thinking that he's gonna make. 13 and a half. Um, I mean, the, the market was set by Jamal Adams. And what did he make? He made like, I think it was like 470 or something. 470. So like. Marcus something May. Ridiculous. Marcus May is going to be 28. He might not even play. Like, I, I, what, what did he, inj- what did he injure again? Torres Achilles. Oh yeah. He's not going to play next year. I mean, he like at, he, so they, won't, the, the, he won't the, be ready. He won't be ready for, the, the, for first. Week, yeah, for sure. the, de- the decision is already made. He's yeah. not. He's not coming back. So, do you take Kyle Hamilton with that pick? I, mean, I guess it, de- I guess it depends. Yeah. 
depends on where he, he where he where that Seattle pick lands. I wouldn't want to take him with the first pick. I would love um, to get a pass rusher, right? right? And then, and then I'll just just uh, let me just uh, humor myself and see who the free agent DEs are. Because we keep uh, talking up this in, this interior defensive line, we keep talking them up. I mean, they're not playing the, this elite unit that I think we want to pr- pretend exists in you know Jets fantasy land. I mean, they, they haven't been elite at all. No, not even close. Like it's like they gave up. Like we were just talking about before, how many yards did they give up on the ground to Duke fucking Johnson? I know. Well, on that Sunday, was also like, they didn't have Quinnen. They didn't have yeah, they um, lost some, some some point in the game. Early, super super yeah. early. I mean, they, I don't even know didn't... why he went out there. I mean, you hurt his shoulder last week. Yeah. Right? Well, you know what? He's a he's a gamer. He is a gamer. Um, there's no like, there's no good defensive tackles that are really available. Um, like Ndamukong Sue, but he's 35. Yeah, no. Um, Sheldon Richardson, we could bring back. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I trust that we're not taking, we're not spending money on it. No, they're not going to spend anything money with defensive tackle. I think we, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where um, the interior defensive line will be better if they have a good pass rusher. Yeah, so. and they'll have Carl Lawson back, and then you can draft a, a defensive end, and then. I think if you're Joe Douglas and Kyle Hamilton is on the board with that Seattle pick, you take him. If not, then you just take another defensive back. Um, like the right now, the mock draft, CBS did one yesterday. They have Kyle Hamilton going to the Texans, the third pick. Mm-hmm. They also have the Giants and a mock trade with the Lions. The Giants trading up for Kayvon Thibodeau. And Aiden oh. Hutchinson won overall. Um and then we that take would be a bizarre Ikem, move by the Giants. And then the Jets will take Ekem and Ekwonu, uh, defense an offensive tackle um, from NC State. I think Jets fans would riot if that happened. Um, the offensive line just hasn't been the the biggest issue this year. No, it hasn't. I mean, Sunday they were really bad. I mean, that was a combination of factors. Um, they were they were pretty bad on Sunday. Uh, Wilson took six sacks, including a strip sack. Um, I think partially it was. And then we take. Yeah. So continue. Sorry. No, I think oh, as far as Sunday goes, it was partially offensive line playing terrible. The receivers n- seem to never get separation. Um, and and Wilson holding on the ball too long. It was a kind of like combination of factors. But yeah, like you said, offensive line has surprisingly not been the biggest issue for the Jets so far this year. So. Um, you never can have a good, uh, like a, enough, really good offensive lineman. It's obviously a very, very important position. I just don't want to take it with the very first pick of the draft. You have two second round picks too that you can use uh, on an offensive lineman if they're there. Uh, I don't know what how much how deep this class goes as far as offensive lineman uh, is concerned, but um, the defense has just been so bad. You have to, you got, you got to use that first pick on a defender. Yeah, and we have. Uh... It says we're taking Andrew Booth Jr. with the uh, the eighth pick. Um, so yeah, and, who, and Andrew again. You, he's, you, he's Clemson played really well this year. Whatever. Well, um, like, you, again, you watch more college football than I do, so he's a what? I, he's a cornerback. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so that would be solid, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't be super excited for Andrew. Yeah, Booth. me neither. Um. This website also just stinks. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, 
it's looking like, I mean, the Jets have tons of money. And this is the same as every year, man. <laughs> tons of money. And lots can't, of I can't wait. I can't wait to record a pod in like, you know, early May. Just be like, hey, dude, they did it again. Joe <laughs> Douglas. We want another off season. And then, then wait September five... rolls around and it's like, ah, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> hate ourselves. All right. Yeah, like, uh, we hate ourselves. That's um, on that note. That's well, I will, all. I will just say just one last thing. Uh, one last thing. The swirling controversy surrounding uh, the latest war between the Jets oh, yes. fan base and yes. Yes. the beat writers. I want to know what did you think of DJ's question and whether or not it was a, a fair one. So remind me of the question. He basically Bas- asked- he basically asked basically, and he kind of implied. He was just like, the offense has, and not so many words, sucked since you came back. How much of that responsibility do you think like lays at your feet? And Wilson was just kind of like, I don't really worry about that kind of stuff. And DJ kind of was just like, that was uh, an odd answer. And all the beat writers kind of backed him up. And then all the fans were just like, blah, blah, blah. Like, blah, blah. We're marching on the gates. Drag him out into the street. Like, they're, uh, we're not happy. Um, I I think, and then Bart Scott went absolutely like nuclear on the Jets post game, saying that you know Zach Wilson's got no respect for anybody. Like, how can you do this? How can you like learn how to talk? And the way I the way I kind of looked at it was just like, I, I mean, how many canned answers do you want to hear from guys when they go up and they make they do these press conferences? Do you want them just to hear him say, just yeah, I got to play better. Yeah, we didn't execute. Yeah, you know, we did everything well in practice. Just didn't go out there and do it today. Like, sure, I, I got to play better, all that sort of stuff. Or do you want to just – I mean, at the same time, that's kind of like a loaded question because it was either – I feel like no matter what Wilson answered to that question, it was going to get poorly received by somebody. Yeah, so. I mean, I'd, I'd prefer if Zach just been like, yeah, man, I've been, I haven't been great. I need to be better. Like, it's on me to prove that to my – like, to everybody that I can play in this league. That's the ideal answer. To answer your question, I just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I that's another I, thing. I just I, don't I care. Just, I just don't care at all. <laughs> just play. Just play well on Sundays, man. Like I don't care about your unless like you're like pulling like a Jamal Adams and like p- publicly bashing the team and smoking cigars when you get traded and just being like an asshole about it. Like Zach was just like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't think about that stuff. I'm just trying to play football. Like, right. All right. Awesome. Go play football. I'm going to watch football and let's keep the relationship at that. You know, right. there was nothing wrong with what DJ asked at all. Correct. That DJ asked, DJ asked a good question. Maybe he could have phrased it like slightly better. Like if I was in the press conference, like as a, as a journalist myself, what if I, what if I have asked it slightly differently? To like include a little bit more sub like context and everything, maybe. Like, who's to say? I don't know. But like, Jets fans are just so sensitive. They're so sensitive. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. We're supposed to be this blue collar New York, like, <laughs> like everyone just fucking cries. Like they're making. Yeah, you're you're upset. The beat writer is shitting on your quarterback. Maybe the quarterback shouldn't be so shitty. Yeah. Maybe, well, he's like, doing his job. You're upset, like people come. People came at Connor Hughes because, like, dude, Connor, all you tweet is like negative shit, and and he like posted a screenshot of like all his tweets from like the first half of Sunday's game, where he was just like, oh man, Wilson looks great, 
oh, Wilson's crushing right now. That's like the best I've seen him play all season. And it's like, yeah, you don't you don't want to hear beat writers go out and shit on the team, but the team should play better, and the beat writers won't shit on the team. All right. Let me let me put it to you. This I was I was a beat reporter for Southern Miss, Conference USA, soon to be Fun Belt, Conference USA football, and this was the third most popular team in Mississippi, humongously popular in Hattiesburg. Everybody cared about the team, but sometimes somebody on the team does something stupid or something bad. Or they deserve criticism in some way. Right? And it's your job as the reporter to ask about what's going on. DJ's job is to ask Zach Wilson, the quarterback, about his struggles. He's not going to ask him about his success because guess what? There's been no success. Yeah, you've played well in a half in a couple of games this season. Are we supposed to talk about that? Like, like it's all like everything's sunshine and rainbows right now? No. So when I was at Southern Miss, they decided, the head coach decided that he was going to interview Art Bryles to be the offensive coordinator. If you Do you remember who Art Bryles was? Yeah, yeah. For, for those who don't, Art Bryles was the head coach at Baylor. They had RG3. They were really good. And then a sexual assault scandal came out. Nothing to do with Art Bryles personally. He wasn't assaulting anybody, but he was the head coach and he knew about players assaulting people and he did nothing about it. It was a really humongously scumbag thing to do. It was, it was the same type of, of, of lack of accountability as Joe Paterno, where they were just thinking, I just care about football. Right. right? So when Jay Hobson, Penn State's former football coach, who's a really good guy, you know, great person, good story, cancer, cancer survivor, football coach just a really is like a, just a, a good person right but he made a bad choice in secretly interviewing art bryles right and not informing anybody in the administration anybody on the team anything his attitude was i'm the football coach i can do whatever i want similar to the urban meyer stuff mm-hmm. and we go to the booster dinner like a couple of days after it happened after this report came out like we had like nicole Auerbach. And all these different Dan Wolken tweeting about Southern Miss. That doesn't happen. Right. You know, and all those reporters are like, oh my God, like, look, our, <laughs> our school, like the school we cover is getting some press. This is nice. I mean, we can get a little press. But no, the main, I thought, my, my main thought was, I, I need to ask, I need to ask Coach about this. I need to ask right. Jay about this. So we go to the dinner. Is that this place called Mugshots? It's like a Chili's, right? Nice. And they have their meeting. They're answering questions, coaches schmoozing and everything. And then we go out to the patio and coach comes out and we start talking. And it's like a scrum. It was like a media scrum. It was like seven of us, you know, honestly, more than normal because of the stories that were coming out. Nobody asks about art the entire time. And I'm th- sitting there thinking I'm one of the junior reporters. I'm, I am not the guy that should be asking this question. It should be the first question that was asked by the guy who's been there the longest. Right. It wasn't asked. Everybody was afraid to ask. They were like, I have, they, they're, they're thinking to themselves, I have access. I need to stay, maintain my, maintain my access. I'm like, fuck that. I, right. it's a question that needs to be asked. And so I asked Hobson at the end of the press conference. I'm like, coach, before you go, I got to ask you, there's reports coming out that you interviewed Art Bryles and with everything that's been swirling around with him and Baylor and the sexual assault and everything, uh, and him covering that up, you know, 
we just need to have a comment from you about it. And I kind of went like head to head with him a little bit back and mm-hmm. forth, like pushing him, asking him why he decided to do this. And he gave me like all this attitude. And I got an amazing soundbite of him, like being like, like looking at me and like clapping at me and being like, because, because I like, he, he was like, because he's the best. And Listen, I'm like, punk. He's like, you come yeah. down here and your Yankee attitude. I'm, I'm hired. I want to hire him. I'm the head. He's, yeah, he's like, I'm the football coach. And you know what? <laughs> Art Browse, I've seen, I've, I've known him for a long time. And uh, you know what? He's the best. And like, gave me like this look, like, like clapping at me, like thinking like he like gave me this answer and like just stormed off after that. What does that have to do with DJ and this question? Sometimes you got to ask hard questions. Sometimes Pretty you much. have to ask comfortable questions. Sometimes you have to ask questions that fans aren't going to like. That you that they they're thinking that you're you're going against the team. Your your job isn't as a, as a beat reporter. Your job is not to be a cheerleader for the team you cover. There is no cheering allowed in the press box. Okay, that is the first thing you learn on day one when you get into your first press box. There's no cheering in the press box. The second thing you learn is that there's no grilling in the press box. That's a story for another time. <laughs> okay. Some guy brought in a George Foreman grill and the SID just could not believe what was going on. And had, to <laughs> what? Sign, had to put up a sign saying there is no grilling in the press box. And it was just a thing. There, it's all three years. It was like my second. It was the first game I ever covered. It was, it was incredible. Anyway. Oh, my God. I guess the story was for today. But anyway, um, the first thing you learn is no cheering in the press box. You are not the cheerleader. You are not Eric Allen. Eric Allen's not a cheerleader either, but he's the Jets beat reporter. So if he wants to, if he's the Jets like team reporter. Right. If he wants to cheer for the Jets. They're not going to stop him. He's the Jets. They, the New York Jets, pay him to right. on the team. He's a he's a he's a quote unquote reporter. Right. That's not a shot at him. That's just his job. He works for the Jets. He's not working for a media outlet. He works for the Jets. Right. He is not an. He's not an. Uh, he is. He, he cannot be objective within his current role. Just not. He he. His title is like. His paychecks are signed by Woody Johnson. Correct. Okay. That's a good way that doesn't it. mean that Eric Allen has an agenda or anything like, like it's just kind of the nature of the position he's in. And like, if any other reporter had to do that job, they'd be in the same situation. So what is this? What does this all have to do with anything? Right? Like I said, the point is Connor Hughes is not your friend. DJ, the enemy is not your friend. Rich Samini is not your friend. They're not. They're not here to root for your team. Brian Costello, not your friend. They are not Jets fans. I'd be shocked if any of them grew up as Jets fans. I don't think any of them did. I mean, we know DJ's a Dolphins fan. DJ's a Dolphins fan. Connor Connor Cook is a Giants fan. Yeah, yeah. I I did see people uh, digging up some of his old tweets, I think, on Sunday, talking about the Giants. It's been a couple couple of weeks of that. That was pretty funny. Um, Yeah. yeah, These these guys, they're not not rooting for the Jets. They – listen – they're rooting for the Jets in their own way because there's nothing worse than covering a shitty team. When right. I was at they the, want to see a successful team because it's just it's more way, fun. It's way more fun. At least for the it's younger guys. Like, when I was you, there. You know Connor Hughes. You know DJ. Like, DJ mixes it up with Jet fans, like, I think, more in a more fun way than any of the other beat writers do. Because, I mean, it's funny to watch him, like, talk to people on Twitter because it's like – this is this isn't me saying that he's not a professional because he absolutely is because it's just like him going in like firing gifts back at like fans and telling them that they don't know shit and it's and like he's giving his it's taste. hilarious yeah it's, he, it's it's what you want to see sure you right. can get mad at them because you're not but you, you have to look back at the mirror it's like think about it this way no one really likes the rise of Skywalker as a Star Wars movie no one right. really likes it 
They think that um, Rose, as a character, is a bad character. They don't like her. Don't get mad at the person portraying the character. Don't yeah. get mad at the beat writer for reporting, you know, the news. You can get mad at a beat writer if what they're putting out is intentionally trying to stir the pot and stir shit. Yeah, Manish, you know, for Manish sure. Manish did that all the time. Samini loves doing that. Yeah. And Kaz, not really from time to time, but he's more objective. Connor Hughes and just Connor Hughes and DJ are just the most logged on of the Jets beat writers. Yeah. So you're obviously going to mix it up more. Yeah. Right. So it's like get mad, you get like annoyed with them when they're doing shit like that. Like when they're, you know, they're intentionally trying to cause something. Don't get mad at them for asking questions like DJ did uh, and reporting news, you know? Yeah. It's their job to ask these questions. Like, I, I just have never, like, Jets fans are like, like, oh, same old bullshit from the from these reporters. Like, they, all they do is just bash the team. You know what? The Jets deserve to be bashed. Right. They suck. <laughs> they, they, and they, they suck for a long suck. time, man. It's been 10 years since this team made the playoffs. That's the longest current active, that is tied for the longest current active playoff drought. In professional American sports, folks. Well, no, I, the Mariners are still like 20 years, right? I, I like 18 something years, I think. Is it, is it still? I think so. But look, then, then, then it's definitely it, it's definitely the NFL. But I could, yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely the NFL. I know that. Well, the longest playoff drought sports. Yeah, it's the Mariner. The Mariners are 20 yeah. years. They yeah. last made the, they last made the playoffs in 2001. Then uh, it's the Jets. Then oh, it's no, the Jets. The, no, the Jets are 10 years. The Sacramento Kings last made it 15 years ago. Oh, so the Jets are third. Okay. Uh, I don't know about the NHL. Um, currently, it's the Jets. Uh, and the Sabres. Buffalo Sabres, they're 10 years also. They last qualified the same. Okay, so the Jets. Jets are tied for third. All right, that doesn't change anything. That doesn't change They're still anything. a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long way of saying that the Jets stink. All right, it doesn't change shit. The Jets have been awful for so long. And you know what? If I was a beat writer for the Jets, I, I would be pretty upset too. Not to say that they are upset. They probably are. They probably wish that they covered a different team that, that was winning. Winning is covering winning teams is awesome. Like right. I got to cover Southern Miss's baseball team. That team was unbelievable going to the playoffs and, and winning tournaments and everything and walk offs and setting records. It was. It's awesome when you cover a fun team. It, there's nothing more enjoyable as a reporter than getting to cover a winning team. So excuse these beat reporters for asking negative questions. What, what do you want them to do? What do you, you like? I just, it, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like focus on the positives. What positives, man? Right. What positives? I think that the, the, what fans want to see I know I love Connor Rogers and I love Joe Caparoso. I think that they're both very they're, good. They're, they're both the guys that you go to if you want solutions. Correct. And, and they want they want all the beat writers to be like those guys. Not that they're not that they're, I mean both of them are not afraid to say like what they feel that the team stinks. I mean Caparoso does it all the time. I think they just want to see the beat writers like view it through a fan's lens, like those two do. It's like, just not how it works. It's just not how it works, guys. I mean, Joe Caparoso, Connor Rogers, analytics and stuff. Right. Like, yeah, go to Jet X Factor if you want. If you want analytics yeah. and Nania, or right? if you want and to Robbie feel better. About, yeah, go and again, I feel like we say it all the time, and this is not a shot at, at Mike, not uh, at Nania or Nania. How you say his last name? 
he's just really he's really good at digging up stats and analytics and stuff like that that will make you feel better like yeah yeah he's, he's no, brilliant for that yeah, he's he's a he is a guy, and 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 that's not to say that he's not negative. Also, he he's very much critical of things as well. Correct, correct. Uh, he's very down the middle. But they also like if you want positivity, if you want to find stats that make you feel good about the Jets, go go to Jet X Factor. You know, go to pro go go to Pro Football Focus and look up the the scores and everything. If you want positive spin, find a podcast. You're probably not going to find it here. You're not going to get positive spin on this one. But you know, there's Badlands. No, absolutely sure not. I'm sure there's plenty of positive, positive Jets podcasts out there. This is not one of them. Right now, this team sucks, and we're going to tell you that it sucks. Yeah. You know? But and the I, beat I, writers are there to do their job, and that's to talk right. to the athletes and find out directly from them what's going on. And maybe DJ could have worded it better, and he could have said something along the lines of, you know, since you've come back, you, you know, the offense has struggled, and with the other quarterbacks, you know, it's, 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 it was, it was a little bit more efficient. What do you think you could be doing differently or something along? Maybe, I don't know. I didn't listen to him actually ask the question itself, but something along those lines where you have to, you force Zach to give like a, a a nuanced response. Right. And also I think, I think fans were also just probably pissed because it came, if the question came out after one of Zach's better games, I think it's analytics. Twitter is going to be like, harping all over that like that is what did i yeah. i see uh what did i see friend of the pod i think caleb pace for tw- 13, like, re- 13 for 23 170 and a rushing touchdown that's one of his better games and jets fans are are lining the gates defending their city their zach wilson city for some reason it's but like that that's it's it's stats like that that's not doing it but you yeah know, it's one of those games that you gotta watch it's it's the eye test it's like, yeah. what is he doing on the field that's not generating numbers, but is encouraging? Like, this <laughs> this tweet is something I saw on Sunday. Nora Princiati from uh, The Ringer, she, t- <laughs> she tweeted, the analytics have never thrown one block, never made one tackle, never smelled the crisp air before the first fall of snow, never known the touch of a woman, never truly lived. <laughs> and that describes it perfectly. That game on Sunday... Yes, Wilson didn't light up the stat sheet. He hasn't lit up the stat sheet. But what what was he doing on Sunday? He really only met. He didn't throw an interception. The strip sack came because he got blindsided, and he made like I would say, judging I did like watch eventually get to see like all of his pass attempts. He really only made like probably two or three really genuinely questionable throws. Yeah, his so, his, his decision making is definitely better. Yes, they probably got pissed because DJ asked this question after this game. And so they got defensive, but again, you know what, Jets fans, fans, be less up. sensitive, grow, grow up. up, grow, grow up. the, grow the fuck up. All right, this exactly. is you root for a shitty football team. Yeah. You're not going to get positive stories until they give until you they start. About. Yeah, until they start winning games. You want it's fun? Look, Nothing's more fun than when your team is good. You're you're reading articles every single day. You're listening to sports talk radio every single day. You want to hear every interview. You want to hear every piece of, of of analysis. You're turning on first take to see if Stephen A's talking about your team, right? You just want everybody talking about your team. No one's talking about the three win Jets. Right. They're the laughing stock in a of positive the way. In a positive way. Correct. Like and, and you, know what, you know what you hear about the Jets in the off season when we're talking about <laughs> how they're gonna how they're gonna what they're gonna do next. What? How do you fix the Jets? You know, yeah. you bring in Mina Kimes. They're like, Mina, what do the Jets need to do? Okay. Correct. Um, I, I do have to run though, Connor, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but any final thoughts on this final? Because I'm glad that you did bring this up because I have yeah. to say. Um, 
Go Jets. Beat the Jaguars on Sunday. This is yes. the last game of the season. I'm going to be actively rooting for them, uh, at least at the beginning of the game. Because the yes. last two games of the season, I just know they're going to lose against the Bucks and the Bills. So go out, win on Sunday. Wilson, play well. Don't fuck up. There's my last message. All right. Uh, so we do have a voicemail this week, something that we haven't had in quite a little bit. Uh, but our friend, friend of the show, Corey, uh, yeah. I won't say his last name. Uh, you know what? Our friend of the show, Corey Altman, has called in a couple of times. Why did you have to say the last name? We were going to say it was Corey Davis. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you never know if they want to be anonymous or not. But you know what? I'm, do- I'm, I'm doxing you, Corey. Sorry. All right. So Corey left a voicemail. Um, we're going to let you guys listen to it. Hey, guys. This is Corey from Manhattan calling again. Um, great show, as always. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to call in and talk about Zach Wilson. I mean, I was at the Saints game a couple of weeks ago, and I just had an epiphany that from that game, I just can tell Zach doesn't have it. Um, he can't make any short passes. He can't make the easy throws, and it's, he just doesn't have it. In, in my opinion, the answer is Mike F. and White, not Zach Wilson. I know Zach's going to be back next year, but – just wanted to see from your standpoint, what's the leash that you would put on Zach's performance next year? Um, you know, how long would you give him until it's time to make a change next year? Um, because in my opinion, if we see this abysmal performance for half the season next year, um, you know, we need to look elsewhere. Thanks, guys. I'll hang up and listen. You do that, Corey. You hang up and listen. All right. Um, listen. I, I I've never really been in on Zach Wilson to begin with. All right. I wanted Justin Fields. We that's well documented on this podcast. Um but that's neither here nor there. The question was, uh what's the le- what's the leash you'd give him? And the ans- my answer to that, um my answer is like three games. That's 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 how long I'm I'll I'll, I'll give him. Three, four games next season, um, we'll be able to know everything we need to know uh, about where he's at with his his progression and whatnot. Um, like I said, I'm coming from a, um, from the standpoint of I never really thought he was that good to begin with. I think he currently stinks right now, and uh, I have zero interest in in really being that patient right now, uh, especially when I think the GM is as good as he is. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't think that, uh, I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's going to be that good next year. I have like no faith in him. Uh, he has three weeks to prove me wrong right now. And even then I, I'm not going to put too much stock into this Jags game. Like we talked about earlier in the pod. And, uh, if he somehow balls out against Tampa and, and Buffalo, maybe I'll change my tune. But as of right now, he's getting like three, four games, five games maximum. And that's being incredibly generous. And it's just because I, my, my faith level is already low. So like how much lower can it get? Right. Um, so that's where I'm at. Connor. Uh, I'm going to disagree wholeheartedly. I can and tell I'm by go- your facial expressions as I was saying that. And I'm going to say, you got to give him the whole season. Got to do it. I mean, he might stink up the joint. The Jets might be god-awful next year. Barring, like, them going out, losing a bunch of games where he is the direct cause of those losses, uh, 
I just can't see a reason oh. be, a, a reason that are being like sitting him and bringing That's not in, what like, I'm saying by the way. Yeah. I'm not oh, saying you- I'm not saying sit him after five games. I'm thinking more along the lines of is it like it's gonna take me three or four or five games to figure out do I think he can be the long term answer? Like Corey clearly is out. He's completely out and he's, he's been said it that sounds he like he's been out. He, and he, he wants he, Mike White. He saw also, Mike White and that was it. it. It, it, it Corey, Corey is a, a beaten down sports fan like myself, and his patience level is clearly even less than than mine. Um, I, I think that we give we give Zach a couple of games next year, I, and and he plays the whole season without a doubt. Right. But I am going to know first. I'm going to know personally, and my it'll be my opinion will be made up. My mind will be made up on whether or not I think he's the long term answer. Four or five games into the season, will he play? Will I, do I want him to play the full season? Yeah. Does what happens if he wins eight straight games and proves me wrong? Sure, absolutely. But I think I'm. I think it'll be pretty obvious to know how far along he's come in his progression from the off season, and it will be, we will be able to see that within th- three to five games. I think it's more of you also. I we also got to remember that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have basically tied their job security to the success of Zach Wilson. He flames out and Woody Johnson has never been one to be, uh, I, I feel like Woody Johnson has never had the stomach for complete rebuilds. And he's never, he's always like tried to switch and like pull things apart and try to make things fix, like tries to fix things very quickly when that's just not the case. And just doesn't work in football. I think, Zach Wilson going out there playing decent to well these last three weeks. Um, obviously, it would be a very encouraging step in the right direction. Obviously, uh, the bar is obviously very much on the floor based on what we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, um, <it's> a bit. <laughs> I think, I think next season, yeah, we need to see improvement week to week. The rookie excuse is gone. Uh, there will hope, hopefully, be um, some more pieces in place to help him uh, do things that uh, the Jets never did for Sam Darnold. I think we gave basically the way I look at it is the Jets gave, gave Sam Darnold three years, uh, two of those years being years where he literally had, uh, I would say not even two years, basically his whole time that he had no one to work with. Yeah. Wilson, they've given a little bit more of a sports staff to, does that mean he, does that mean he's on a bit of a shorter leash? Possibly. I can't see them moving on from Wilson after two seasons. Yeah, they're not, they're not benching Mike. They're not benching him for Mike White next year. It's but, not going to happen. Un, unless, unless he like turns into Nathan Peterman. Like, right. that's just not going to happen. Right. And exactly. I doubt I doubt it gets benched from Mike White ever. Like, ever. Yeah. Ever. No, I don't think so either. And, I mean, unless he, unless Sala and Douglas get fired after next season, which would be so fucking stupid if they did because it would just be something the Jets would do. Maybe not so much Douglas, but if they fired Salah after two seasons, it would be just dumb because he's not Adam Gase. He's not, you know... Not, we don't even need to talk. That's not happening. Correct. That's but happening. Douglas has been here for a little while. The, the Jets are still bad, and he and his moves are kind of like the direct cause of that. I could see him definitely being on the hot seat after 2022. Yeah. But, you know... A lot of this comes down to whether or not Wilson pans out for those two. You know, if Wilson it, pans it, out for it, those two, then guess what? They're here. You might yeah. not like what the other stuff, uh, other stuff that they might do, but if Wilson pans out and is at the very least a um, 
I see people comparing. Uh, I remember DJ again came under fire a couple weeks ago for comparing his ceiling to Derek Carr, which I think we're all on board with. That if Wilson panned out to be Derek Carr, the Jets yep. are in good shape. Sign me up. Sign, <laughs> Sign me, me up. up. Like yeah. they don't. Not every quarterback needs to be Mahomes. Not every quarterback needs to be Justin Herbert. You just need a guy in the driver's seat that can show that he can do the job and, you know, not be a complete moron behind center. Yep. And I think Wilson has the leash for as much time as we gave Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be around here for, like, if they know two and a half years, two and a half seasons in, we're still having this conversation in 2023. Sure. You know, the experiment failed. It didn't work. You know, if there's a quarterback in that draft, if there's another generational quarterback like Trevor Lawrence allegedly in that draft, then you got to have start having conversations. Because if there was a draft class, you know, if there wasn't this draft class in 2021, like Wilson and Lawrence and stuff like that, Tim Darnold would still be the quarterback. It's just, you know, he would still be here. That's <laughs> so terrifying. if that, if, that's, if that's something, terrifying. Like that, something like that comes around, you know, at the end of 2023, we're still having these conversations. I don't know. Do you rip the bandit off and go somewhere else? Then we're having the same. Then we're doing this all over again. So. Bryce Young, come on down. Let's go. Tank for Bryce. Oh my God. <laughs> all right, Corey. Thank you for the call. Uh, and let's uh, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to this podcast, uh, any of our previous episodes, or any other podcast, you can do so. Uh, Google Play, uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, you can find myself on Twitter at Jesse Finver. You can find Connor where? At the NJ Mick. Why? Because I'm Irish and I'm from New Jersey. Get it? Because the whole Mick thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find anything Gotham Sports Network related at GothamSN.com or on Twitter at GothamSN. That's all for us. Thank you so much for listening. Stop crying, Jets fans. It's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, let the beat writers do their jobs. And peace! Yeah!